Thanks for listening to the Full Scope Podcast, hosted by Landon Leach and Caleb Stafford. We're committed to pursuing all things Jesus, outdoors, hard work, and freedom in the fullness of who we were created to be. You'll hear from us, our friends, and people we meet along the way about the things we love, the missions we are pursuing, and our hearts for the things of God. Thanks again for listening to the show. Now let's get to this week's episode. going on guys welcome to episode four of full scope i'm your host caleb stafford with landon leach landon how was your week how was your weekend oh it was busy as usual um i don't know caleb mentioned last episode we got a friend of ours being deployed uh on the mission field him and his wife and their baby is about to move overseas and um so it's been a busy weekend of spending time and making some, I guess, not last memories, but last memories for now with, uh, with our friend group here in Knoxville. So yeah, yeah, this week was, uh, it was a fun, fun week full of a lot of this weekend, especially was full of a bunch of fun things to do with everybody. But, um, yeah, we're just getting ready for them to be sent off and start this new leg of their life. Um, it's going to be very interesting for our community. They are both very, very center to it. So, yeah, um, it's going to suck that they're gone. Yeah, it's a, a lot of change is happening. But yeah, that's how my weekend's been. Um, it was fun. Though. We had a great time. We they got us all into pickleball, so we've been, you know, we had to have a <laughs> one more session of pickleball in yesterday. Oh. Yeah, it, it ain't pickleball in our group unless someone gets mad for losing. <laughs> it was fun though. We Bunch got over people. It. Yeah. What about you? How was how was work this week? Oh, work was good. We're we're growing. Knoxville's market is is growing. We are uh, just trying to make the best decisions moving forward, and not just make decisions for now, but decisions for next year to two years and where we want to where we want to be in the next two years so it's uh it's like you have to make a calculated decision but also you have to make a quick decision because business is getting is ramping up and stuff's happening quick and so we uh people are people don't stop visiting knoxville and they don't stop needing airbnbs so we have to keep our we're, we're on our heels most of the time That's good. Uh, trying to think. Let's see. It's pretty rainy today, but time changes here, so we actually finally gonna start getting longer days. Thank Freaking God. Pumped about that. Yeah. Yeah, that's. Dude, people at work the other day they were like, "Oh, I hate time change. It's gonna be dark, dark in the mornings." It's like, frick, it's dark anytime. I freaking get up. It don't matter time change or not. Yeah, yeah. It don't make a difference. That don't matter. Dang, I like my days in the afternoon being long. I freaking mm-hmm. like doing stuff after work. I don't like coming home in the dark. That sucks. Yeah, sitting in the house all night. <laughs> yeah, it's really boring. So that's on the horizon. Freaking pumped about that. Uh, work this week. We did a bunch of clearing at the shop. So a bunch of tree work. We got a whole new space cleared out. So that was fun. 
Nice. Um, <laughs> one day, because we're slow, we went fishing on the lake. That's our whole. Oh, group. this week you did again. Yeah, on Tuesday, and oh. we's just trying to catch anything. We ain't necessarily trying to catch anything in particular, but mm-hmm. we hit a few spots. I think Jamie might have caught one, but Wyatt, another guy on our crew, his cousin, I apparently fishes a lot, and he's like, "Oh, y'all need to go over here." So he dropped us a pin. We ended up riding over there. This is probably like it's around noon and we get out there and we fish a little bit and then we decide uh we'll start going the other direction now we've come far enough well mm-hmm. we try to start the boat up boat decides it doesn't want to run it won't it won't turn over and stay on it keeps automatically switching off like oh freak <laughs> so we are stuck stranded the engine had run out of oil somehow uh-huh. so we were stuck next to this freaking dock for i don't know four or five hours something like that so we just we just sat there and waited till uh michael's dad got off work to come drive to this dock some people's neighborhood walk down their dock and bring us some oil <laughs> Dude, we didn't do anything but we got stranded so that was a highlight. What the heck? <laughs> yeah. So, what the what? But we, we didn't have anything else to do, so I mean, it, it ended up being. Was that the middle of the day? Quality time. Yeah, middle of the day from like twelve to like five. We just sat. God. Like stranded at sea. Uh. Jeez. What the else. heck? That was about it. But then this weekend. Ah, nothing much this weekend either. It's just nasty rainy here. So, it wasn't sunny yesterday. Yeah, it was yesterday. I actually shot my bow some yesterday. So mm, that was nice. I've got, I've got uh, to do that. I got to get some new arrows. Yep. Oh, we need to sign up for Total Archery Challenge too. Keep forgetting about that. Yep. We do. Um. What else? Went to church this morning. That was amazing. And then. Yeah, just squeeze regular Sunday afternoon things. Go to the store, go to the gym. That's yeah. it. Mine was, yeah, my Sunday afternoon things were eat a lot and pass out on the couch, fall asleep. So nothing wrong with that. <laughs> oh man, that's awesome. Um, yeah, well, so today we, uh, you know something that came up on my heart this week that we like to just, you know, we're going to talk about and just, you know, just have a conversation around really is, um, the topic, I guess you, if if it was a topic title, it'd be called extended adolescence, but in, in just simpler terms, it's pretty much just this thing that I see. I know Caleb sees it. We see it a lot in our age group. Well, our age group is <laughs> a long, there's a gap. Between us. There's a gap. I'm 30 you're 23. So, uh, in, I guess in late twenties to early 30 year old, early thirties guys yeah. is, um, is these is men that don't know how to step into 
adulthood. They don't know how to move forward into adulthood. They don't know how to take that transition. Um, and you know, there's, I think there's a lot to be said about that. Um, but yeah, like, you know, we're just going to have a conversation around that and, um, just talk about like what that, a, like what the root of those things actually are and, you know, how that actually, it develops into like a state that a person lives in even into their early thirties and mid thirties. And then you've got, and it's just like, I think you see a lot with millennials, maybe not Gen Z as much, but I think a lot with millennials, millennials were raised. um, I think millennials, we were raised up in the nineties and early two thousands. And we, it's the generation that just really is kind of an in-between. No, Gen Z is like the all technology. They were raised with phones. They were raised with the internet. They were raised with all of these different social communicative advances. And millennials kind of grew up through that transition. But a lot of millennial men, which is, is the people in that 28, well, which Caleb, you're, you're a millennial. You're at the, you're like a very tail end millennial Gen Z. I barely barely freaking count. Yeah. Uh, But honestly, like you do, I feel like, I feel like you see a lot of millennial guys that are men now. We're in our early thirties and they do not know how to grab hold of purpose. They do not know how to grab hold of responsibility. You know, Mm -hmm. some do who are married with kids and some even who are married with kids don't those things kind of spur that on but i mean there's still people that are married and have kids that still struggle with making childish choices and that kind of thing yeah but what are some like what are some specific signs that you see and helps you identify this if you're like oh that could be me you know what are some things that stand out to you you know well you know me and Caleb have kind of been on a journey together and he's helped me a lot out with it. And, you know, we'll talk about this. We'll talk about manhood, like more specifically on a future episode. But um, I guess along the lines of that, of, of like some signs is just guys who, uh, one sign is the, I hear this phrase of like, um, I want to do something that like, that, that I like, that I, that I enjoy. And, you know, like specifically with jobs, specifically with a job, if you're talking about like an occupation and like, you don't really, Uh you're not building, there's no career you've built yet. Uh, or you're working to build, you don't really have any deep, deep well of finances or wealth and not because you're in some like impoverished state, but you probably aren't actually poor. You probably have a parent or someone who just enables you, or you have been enabled your whole life because you had people around you that loved you in that way, but didn't actually raise you up to, to mature and take hold of your own life. Um, so I think like one specific sign I would say right uh, to start with would be the idea of, I need to find a job or something that I enjoy that makes me feel good that makes me feel like I have, uh, you know, that I, that I just, I guess like, what is it? I'm trying to think of the, but mainly just this, this, this emotional 
led choice on what you do for a living. Mm. Um, okay. You, you know, like what, not, you're not making the decision based off sole response being responsible adult. You know, I know, I know people who they bounce from thing to thing or sometimes don't even have a job at all. And it's like, you talk to them, Oh man, I'm just, uh, you know, I'm just, I really feel like, you know, I'm supposed to do something in this area, blah, 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 blah. But yet you look at their life and they, they'll tell you everything. They'll tell you from the outside looking in, like, you know, they'll, they'll put up this thing that says, um, like I'm in control of everything. I've got it. You know, like I'm, I'm on a great path, blah, 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 blah. But you look at their life and you're like, and a lot of times it's spiritual people. A lot of times it's people in the church. It's young guys who are church guys that have grown up to be adults and they get this false sense of purpose out of being involved in a being really heavily involved in ministry. Hmm. But like outside okay, of ministry, awesome. outside of ministry, they don't even have they actually don't have a very well put together life and not being put together, like not, not having problems. I mean, an unstable there, there's no, there's no stability. There's no actually structure. There's no foundation they have laid by developing themselves as an adult. They, you know, they, they may be heavily involved in a lot of ministry things that, you know, are godly and God centered. And that, that, that gives us a sense of purpose, but the Lord intends us as men, especially to take what we've been given in the Lord and not just sit in it, but take it to the world and build the kingdom out in the world with what we do. Yeah. And sometimes that doesn't look like anything uh, that looks like you building yourself first. And it's like, so basically trying to kind of going back to what you asked first, Caleb was like, what was a, what's like a first sign of that? I would say, don't make emotional choices about adult responsibilities. It's not a question whether or not how you feel. It's not a, it's not a feelings debate on whether or not you actually get a job, build a, build something that is stable and actually start to invest in yourself and invest in yourself as an adult and take yourself seriously as an adult. It's not an emotional, it's not an emotional decision. It is a responsibility. It's like, yeah. if you don't like, you know, and, and like times are changing. Like, you know, we're, we're reading a lot of financial investment books right now. Uh, Rich dad, poor dad being one of them that I'm reading right now. Um, but like the term extended adolescence didn't actually come from me. It came from Corey Russell from years ago. It's Corey Russell. If you don't know Corey Russell, he's a, powerful minister uh he's a part of upper room church in dallas now he was at he was at ihop church out in kansas city but uh he did a there's like a sermon excerpt where he talks about extended adolescence where it's men never taking the journey to adulthood they never men never taking the transition into adulthood and uh becoming adult men who who carry themselves as adults, but they're still, they're still doing childish things. They're still living out of an emotional, immature place in themselves. And therefore yeah. they're making, they make decisions based off how they feel about them, not like what they need to be making this, how they need to be making those decisions out of 
the truth and out of responsibility and maturity. Yeah, I mean, emotions in general are a fleeting thing. They continue to change. Yeah. Like, yeah. You, they are not stable in general, yet we try to build a life that is stable. Yeah. But I would... It's not like emotions are a bad thing. Yeah, emotions aren't a bad thing. No. No, but if you try to build a life on emotions, it doesn't help but make your life scattered Mm -hmm. because your emotions are going to be scattered. That totally makes sense. But I would argue that even to that point, I'd say a lot of people live out of that place out of pure ignorance. Mm -hmm. Just on the mere fact that... Mm. They desire to live. I mean, like, take the the church guy, for example, that you were talking about. They grew up in church. They meet the Lord. And they they see these ministers or whoever they're idolizing that they want to model their life like. And mm. they're like, this is what my life should look like. I feel called this to this. Is, yeah. uh, this is my, I can feel this. And it is, it's. And I'm not doubting that that's even a real thing. That's that's totally yeah. legit. You want to live because you've experienced Jesus, and you're like, I want to live my life to the degree that honors Him, be yeah. Him being the Lord. And the one yeah. avenue that you've seen probably is the pastor or who fill in the blank within the church. Yeah, and I think that's what lacks. There's a disconnect there of. These up-and-coming yeah. men, you get saved in high school, you get saved in middle school, whatever it may be. You, It's hard to find an example for you in the world today of a man that's outside of the church that is truly living a life walking with the Lord to the, to mm-hmm. the extent of what a pastor is. So yep. there's a gap where you just automatically assume, I need to do something in ministry. Yep. So I don't that's what I mean by false sense of purpose. That's what I mean by false sense of purpose. It's like our purpose as the people of God is to worship the Lord and love the Lord and minister the gospel on the, on the earth. But that can happen in a bajillion ways. Yes. And like you said, the only context, they've never been spiritually fathered. They've never been discipled. And so the only context they know to say, because their heart is pure and truly wanting God and wanting to live a yes. life that is on purpose. They think, oh, it's got to look like minister, ministry. It's got to look like a pastor. It's got to look like a preacher. Or it's got to be something. Or it's got to be something that I feel like is my calling and my calling's in it. And it's like, do you know how many people live out their calling and don't work a functional job that is constructed around their quote-unquote calling like your calling is on your life as an expression of the unique jesus that's in you that will come off of you in whatever you do yeah it doesn't matter but it's it is a like i just want to like what you're doing and no and like it, it this is what something i feel like needs to be exposed that people are blind to and that is that um my brain literally just freaking blanked on me god help i had a thought um i did it all the time oh uh, here's the thing that needs to be exposed i forgot the thing uh this, but, 
hang on, I'll have it. I'll get it back. Crap. It was good. Uh, what well, it is, I mean, we'll just need you go first and I'll get it back. Yeah. Yes. There, yes. There the, is a disconnect. So, okay. You see, we see this example and it's like, all right, well, what steps do I take? I would say, number one, build your life with the Lord personally. And yes. then if you feel whatever career you want to do, if you're called to preach by God, preach your freaking heart out. But do mm-hmm. not limit yourself in that box of like, oh, I feel like I need to do something like this. People in any industry, it doesn't matter what kind of trade you do, if it's in a, at a desk, uh, I don't, I don't care what your occupation is. Those people in the world need to see Jesus come off of you yeah. in that way. And they might not ever go to church, but based off their relationship with you, they ought to be able to see some Jesus coming off of you mm-hmm. in some form or fashion. Yeah. So explore what you want to do, but don't do it emotionally. Like mm. be, be wow. committed, fix your eyes on yeah. something. Of, and try it wholeheartedly. And if it doesn't work out, don't put a bunch of weight on it and dread it the whole time of, uh, well, I just don't. You, or don't over-spiritualize like it either. True. Yeah. But don't don't live in this tunnel of like, well, I accepted this job. I'm going to stay here forever. I freaking hate it because I don't feel my purpose here. Little do you know. Yeah, I mean, I've literally <laughs> dealt with Landon in this stage before. <laughs> Yeah, at one of his previous jobs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he he didn't like his job, but looking back on it now, Landon, you can speak into this. Okay, that job particularly doesn't necessarily play into what you did today. Like, it doesn't have to do with your career today. But no, but Lord, because you shift your focus, you can actually yeah. take those skills and tools you learned in that season at that particular job yeah. that you think has no purpose. You actually whittled some skills out of there that is actually applicable to your entire career now oh, and absolutely. your future. Oh, yeah. Like, what I learned from that job is what I felt like I was going to learn from that job, but I thought it was going to take a whole lot longer. But it didn't. I understood it quicker than I thought I would. But then once I understood, I was like, okay, I get what I need to learn from this job. I was ready to get the heck out of there. Um, But... You know, what I, I remember what I wanted to, what I was going to say earlier, and it was the lie that uh, I, I just know people will like get into this space where they, they can't even see the truth. They can't even see the truth of the fact that like your life is not actually moving forward. Like mm. you keep telling yourself that you're trying to find this thing and you come up with the next great idea that's that that isn't another emotionally uh, fueled decision. And you're trying to, as a man especially, guys will do this. I know some. I don't. I don't. I can't speak to girls a lot on this, obviously, because I'm not one, and I don't know where. But I feel like I do understand. I do understand motivations of men a lot of times. And for guys, it's like you will you will like say that you're doing something for the Lord, and or you're like waiting to have this big thing happen because you feel this call in your life, and blah 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 blah. And then you just literally waste seven years of your life because you're waiting for this thing to happen and then God doesn't do it. And then the next thing you know, you're 33 years old or 34 or 35 or 29 or 28 or whatever. And it's like, what are you doing? Like, like 
God gave you two hands and two feet. He gave you a brain, like use them, build something, go out, you know, like work, like, and I think the, the thing that needs to be exposed is that like, this is in the church, like crazy. Yeah. And men, men don't need to be men, young guys that have a heart for God in the church don't need to be immediately plugged into some ministry construct within the church and make them some little small group leader or blah, 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 blah. Like or they need to, to be immediately. As soon as you graduate, go to a Christian college and then get your pastor. Or go to seminary or all this stuff. They, they need to be okay. submitted to a spiritual father and be discipled. They need to be raised up on what it means to actually go from boyhood to manhood and actually know what purpose looks like. And look, here's the thing. It's going to be a journey. It is a journey into manhood, to adulthood, to maturity. It is a journey. And honestly, like I feel for a lot of guys because a lot of them don't have a clue. They have never, they don't even have language for it. They don't understand it. Like, and even like, they need honestly they need help they need help for it to be exposed and sometimes they don't they will deny help thinking that they're actually wise in what they're doing and it's like they like people be humble enough to receive wisdom from other people that can see your life from the outside looking in yeah. and don't think you're That's a know-it-all it is hard and you got to build a relationship with people and you got to do it in love um, and not in just ridicule and criticism. Um, but for the, for the sake of setting them free, because it's like someone said something to me, they're like, well, dang, when you're that old, like, what if you're in your mid thirties and you're just now getting this, uh, you just start understanding how enabled you've been by your lack of development. And, you know, you've just been living in this extended adolescent stage and like, yeah, you do have things in your heart and you do have purposes in your heart. But like, if you start, like, if you just like get a job right now from scratch in your mid thirties and you still have a purpose that you feel like God's going to build you towards like, dang, like you're already 35. Like how it's going to take a long time to get there. If I'm just now starting blah, blah, blah. blah. And I'll say the other day, I was like, I think I was talking to somebody about this and I was like, because Rich has said this, like Joyce Meyer has the largest international ministry on the planet. And that woman didn't even start her ministry until she was like in her mid sixties. Like her, or like her ministry didn't really take off. She may not have started and someone's got, might hear this and like know more than about this than I do, but I'm pretty sure she did not start. Like her ministry didn't really get going until her mid sixties. And now she's like in wow. her seventies. And it's just like now she's exploded and everybody knows who Joyce Meyer is, but it's like she spent years. And I mean, this kind of goes into the whole, you know, I don't know if you heard Christine Kane did a message called In the Dark Room. And like Caleb was saying, let the Lord develop you, get along with God and let him spend years. I freaking developing love you. Christine Kane. But it's like she's freaking awesome. God can still develop you. And do all these things. And you work a just no, normal job where you built doing investing in yourself to to uh, build wealth for yourself or, you know, whatever. But it's like, I think I just want to, you know, really. I just hate seeing guys running around, spinning their wheels for years. Feeling like they're actually doing something and they're really not. And you can see it 
you can see it. Like, I mean, there's just some practicals. Like they have no wealth built. They have no, they have no savings. They have no retirement. They have no actual, um, financially, they have nothing they have actually developed to live on. Yeah. Uh, they have skills they haven't developed because they are waiting for some spiritual breakthrough in ministry or something to give them the silver lining moment that opens them up into their life, you know, or they just do, they just beat bop around doing small job to small job instead of ever taking their life seriously and pursuing God in a serious way and actually, because I, and I'll let you speak on this, Caleb, a little bit if there's anything that's come up. But there are some other things that just come to mind. Well, I mean, I think the biggest thing is something that's especially geared towards men is the fact of the fear of failure. Yeah. And oh, yeah. they yeah. go Golly, back yeah. to the idea that is planted in their head. Dude, even, all right, for my age, for example, for 23, I've graduated college. I have this career path where I think my life's going to go. I've voiced it to people. I've dreamed about it, all these things. But some people voice it and talk about it like it's this far off thing. And mm. one day I'll get there. Yeah. This one wow. day I'm going to do it. And they get this vision, but they aren't taking the small steps of like what's practical today. What in my life can yep. I do to start building that today? instead of wishing it so far off and keep pushing it and pushing it and pushing it. But that, I mean, I think that's how the cycle gets started is you're scared to fail. So they don't want to stick their leg mm -hmm. out on the limb and start walking in a direction towards it. They want to do something comfortable or they want to do something examples, but thinking that if you actually take the time to break down some practical things that you can step towards right now, you actually, mm -hmm. and a lot of it looks like being honest with yourself. Yeah. Where are you coming up short? Yeah. And if, like Landon said, if people can see it on the outside of your life, nine times out of 10, you're aware of that yourself. Nine yeah. times out of 10. Unless you just live in some oblivious place. Yeah. Yes, which I mean, I mean, some people do live like that. But or they choose to. I feel like they choose to. They've convinced themselves so long that yeah. they now actually believe it. I think that's what I meant earlier by wanting to expose something was like to all those who have convinced themselves that they're actually doing something that is uh, d that is constructive. Uh -huh. um, you're not. <laughs> <What? laughs> yeah, just like point blank. Like you're not. Like you can tell yourself that and tell yourself that, but every like, and not saying, and not trying to shame the, those people or say everyone can see right through you, but it's like, dude, like, man no, up. There's freedom on the. There's freedom on the other side of it. There is freedom on the other side, it. and like not, and not even freedom from like oppression. I mean, freedom in like your heart that like God would actually use you to and, and not even just use you but that you would get to you would get to do things and build build things yep. in your life that you probably never thought you were capable of building and you see other people doing it 
and and they're going and living their lives and building their lives but you've never actually known where to pull from inside yourself that you've never been able to find that place in yourself to pull that from pull from just to build to actually take ownership and authority over yourself and build your own your own your own life um some you saying that Caleb was a was a line that I wrote that I just felt the Lord on this morning at, at church, but it was, you've got to take responsibility over your own heart and you've got to take responsibility over what's in it. And what I mean by that is, like Caleb said, you've got to be honest with yourself and you've got to be honest with literal, the literal fears that you have in yourself and you've got to confront those babies head on. Yeah, you can't dance if around you don't, before they do control you. That's an immature thing. Boys avoid their pain points. Men confront their pain points. Yeah, you know, that's high schoolers true. and young and immature hearts and minds—they run from the things that cause them discomfort. Men of God, men of authority, men of purpose, men of maturity and wisdom—they confront them. And they allow God in to heal them. Don't constantly allow things in your life that allow you to stay immature. That don't ever like, because like your heart is dying (laughs) uh, to take the journey into maturity. And you need to surround yourself with men that will take you there. You need to surround yourself with women of God that will take you there. And because there's girls that do this too. I know girls that are running around the country chasing the next fun, frilly thing. And it's like, God can do so much with you as a woman of God and not even just in the ministry, but like you have a vision too, not just to be someone's wife. Yeah. There's God's got more for you than just being someone's wife. But like our, we are the, like we talk about all the time, we're we're the most fatherless generation that's ever lived. Mm. And therefore, we're the most immature generation that's ever lived. And so therefore we live in these we live in these prolonged states of of just just like minuscule things and just like not never building something actually actually substantial because we don't know it takes authority, it takes maturity, it takes confidence and self-esteem and all these things that build us up on the inside to build something in our life. And a lot of times men, especially guys, knowing that they have to be the leaders or like we're called to be leaders that mean like for one society alone is trying to debunk men from leading. So you have to silence the world for one thing. And then secondly, you're afraid like Caleb called out, like there is so much fear in guys. Like, why do you think there's so many couples that will not step into marriage? I know people who have, they've bought a house together. They've got a kid together. They've been dating for years and the man will not take up. He will not take ownership of that relationship and marry the girl. Because as soon as he does, he's the husband. She's the wife. He's the leader. You you actually have responsibility after that. You actually have responsibility. And so... Guys will say, well, I just don't feel like this is for me, or I just want to do something that I feel like I enjoy, blah, blah, blah. No, that's not. You're actually just afraid of responsibility. Because what if you mess it up? What if you blah, blah, blah? Well, then you mess up. The journey into adulthood and maturity is 
the journey of screwing up a thousand times. Yeah. But knowing that you, okay, we talked about this last week on our last episode, but the part of honor, you honor yourself enough and honor is to show value. If you actually value yourself and the father and the God that's on your life, that's the Jesus in your heart, you will take ownership of your life and walk in maturity. You will quit with excuses. You will quit. You'll, you'll quit feeding off your family for one, quit letting your family enable you to stay a boy. Like your family's going, if you, not everyone, family's not great for everybody. But but for some people, family is their kryptonite because their family is just loves them unconditionally and will do everything for them. And there's no one there to stupid life choices and then they're a safety net for them and puts them back on their feet and they continue to do the same crap over and over, and over again. Yeah, that's true. I mean, there's some examples of that for sure. But some of the things, going back to something you said earlier, um, I can't remember what it was, but it started something in me of the fact that social media has destroyed a lot of this because mm-hmm. people oh, wow. expect yeah. the expectations and the comparison of what they think their life should be is mm-hmm. so false and far between of like what it's actually going to take to get it there. Yeah, That person you're freaking seeing pictures and videos of that you think it's glamorous and all this stuff. You have no idea what it took for them to get there. And yeah, some yep. of them might have been overnight, but I'd say a majority of them, you're just seeing the benefits of what they've reaped for the longest time. It might have yep. taken them freaking 15 years. You don't know that. You know nothing. Yep. So I would say you've got to stop living in the fact of, oh, I want my life to look like somebody else's. Do mm-hmm. not. But that dude, that's so common. They see, especially like, I mean, I'm guilty of this. I see something someone else is doing. I'm inspired by that. So I want to take actions yeah. to build something similar to that. That's the direction I want to go. But yeah. when I stop and pause for a second, I actually realize, oh, there's a reason that they're doing it. And they're doing it so well. Mm-hmm. They were made to do it like that. Yep. If you self-reflect on some of these things and realize that you there's something specific out there for you that you have to whittle for yourself and nobody's going to do it for you and because you're stuck in this certain little rut it's because you're Mm. trying to do it like somebody else it's not going to freaking work for you yeah like there's a specific reason why you live where you live you do what you do there's all a greater purpose in that yeah. But if you sit here trying to chase what somebody else has, you're chasing imaginary stuff. It's empty and it's endless because you'll, you'll be inspired by one person. Like, I freaking love David Goggins, but I'm not going to be David Goggins. But I can take some of the stuff yeah. that David Goggins does and apply it to my life and shape it like Caleb should shape it. I don't have to go set the pull-up record and freaking run ultra marathons and all that kind of stuff. But some yeah. of the principles that he lives by I can build a life off of in yeah. a daily in a daily sense of what Caleb can do. Yeah. So that takes a lot of self awareness and self reflection. And that's hard for some people. Yeah. And it takes identity. Like yeah. that is boils down to identity, like knowing who you are. 
and knowing who the Lord is and knowing who God has said you are. And, you know, like, I had some thoughts on these things. You know, like, I think the church has come a long way in this area as far as worship songs go. You have a lot of, like, uh, what is that one song? It's a Hillsong song. I think Brooke Lidgerwood wrote it. But it's like, it's literally who you say I am. The sun sets free, who's free indeed. I am who yep. you say I am. It's like, and that's the truth. That is the truth. Like, we must live based off who the Lord says we are, not who the world or shame or all these things say we are. And, but there's like, there's, there's real like feet in the dirt, tangible things about that. And what I mean by that is like, it's gritty and it's like, no, you literally need to know who God says you are. And you've got to let that change the way you think, because your thoughts have emotions tied to them. And the way that you think about yourself has a feeling about it too. And Mm -hmm. You can, and that feeling will become your best friend to enable to to prevent you from ever changing. And so Very it's true. like you have to be Good able to recognize. What do you mean? Like that voice. It can be. Good oh yeah, the voice. Bad. Yeah, it can be good yeah. or bad. But it's like, and like I, I mean, honestly, like this has been like. There's parts of myself that I've had identity in for years and I've known and I've ran after them hardcore, but there's other parts of me that I didn't until the last few years. And Caleb's been there with me through those times. And it's like, I, and, and like, that's the thing, like there's grace for this, but it's like, we've got a man up. We've got a, and I don't want to say man up cause this is for girls too, but we've got to, own ourselves we've got to own it we we have to literally like quit playing games and take ownership over our lives and take responsibility over our own our own hearts and that's what like these thoughts and these emotions i'm talking about that are negatives like that is taking responsibility over those is actually submitting to the lord and and because like Caleb said earlier, there is freedom on the other side. Like when these, when, when you allow the Lord to come in and reveal the truth behind these things. And cause like, here's the thing, like something else Caleb had said earlier, you know, you know, these, you know, this, like if anyone hears this and they're like, maybe this starts speaking to you or something like you've probably already realized this about yourself. You might have denied it. You might have tried to ignore it or try to act like it wasn't real. But like, you know that there's been something in you that hasn't, that needs to be there that you feel like's not there to be able to step into a real life that you alone own. Mm. You know? Um, yeah, you've got to give yourself permission. And I think something Definitely like we've learned. Permission. We've learned say- through... the. You go on or may go? You can go. (laughs) I would say what the avenue for you bringing this up, I want to go through a really practical example of give me some things, say for my situation, I'm 23. I went to college. I've chosen this job to do dirt work. But yet, say I have no idea what my identity is. I just know I have a job. Uh, I have no goals, all this stuff. 
feel empty? What are some steps that I can take mm. practically that are like, how do I advance from this rut that I'm in? Mm. I don't see any purpose. I feel like I'm not achieving my greater scheme in life. Give me something mm-hmm. that I can do actually right now that changes that. Well, first thing I would say is if you're a believer, you know, I think if that, if you're in that state and you're not a believer, you need the Lord. You need to surrender your life to Jesus and accept him as your savior and let him fill your life and reveal himself to you. But if you are the Lord's and you, and you feel like you have said yes to God in that, but you're like, say like you're doing what Caleb said, you're working, doing a job, got graduated or whatever. The first thing I would say that needs to be done is, um, crap, my mind keeps going blank today. Uh, I put you on the spot. God, sorry, no, it's not that. I had an, I had an answer. I do have some words for it, but my <laughs> brain literally just start, keeps blanking. ADHD, man, it sucks. Ask what you asked. What'd you say? No, I just want I just want practical things that a person can do if they feel like they're in a rut. It's like I don't feel like I'm achieving okay. what I've meant to achieve. Yeah. So what are some things that that person can do? Well, Dude, this guy's got nothing. <laughs> I, <laughs> I do. That's what's annoying. Like, dang! I literally had like a whole list of things in my head. Um, God, it had to do with shoot well anyways sorry folks uh you're i guess you're screwed (laughs) no Um, i'm like god almighty what the heck well if you don't feel purpose in what you're doing well if you don't feel purpose in what you're doing first of all like don't the key is not to the key is not to stop working. The key is not to stop earning for yourself. As men were made to earn. Like we were made to work the ground to not just literally the ground, but literally honor your life. Show value. Yeah, it does say that. But it's like <laughs> honor yourself. Okay, yes. There's your plug for excavation. Um but like you, as a man, you, you are honoring yourself by seeing yourself worth enough to earn a living. Yeah. Like that is a, okay. that is a God given thing that as men working and earning for ourselves actually shows that we honor ourselves. And when you live to cheat by on everything, to never have to lift a finger to do anything, you are cheating yourself of your own honor. And you're showing no value to yourself or anything you're involved in. So that's one thing I would say. So, but if you feel like you don't know purpose, like for one, it it comes through the Lord. Like the Lord is always developing your skills. And I have learned this so much about God lately is like, for one, don't think God's just in the spiritual. Don't think God's just yep. in the you're Bible full, study. You're fooling yourself. Yeah, you're you are yeah. fooling yourself. And you're limiting the life he has for you. Like God is all about you learning about your financial wealth and your your how to steward your money. He's all about you learning how to develop the skills. If you're an artist, become the best artist. If you 
and and then do 10 other things if you want to. But if not, do one thing, whatever. But it's like God is God is in all of it, uh, yeah. you know, and it's like purpose comes from finding your own voice and owning your own self in the sense that like you don't depend on someone else for purpose because when you do that you immediately or you immediately have no purpose because you're living off someone else's yeah it's dependent we talk about this at the porch about guys that come there and they 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 love coming to the porch for Bible study, for community, for deep, deep teaching, for deep encounter with the Lord. But we know, I mean, we know that they're not pursuing anything individual on their own. And, and I'm not naming any names or nothing like that. I'm just saying, I've seen it over, the, I've been there for 10 years and I've seen it a hundred times. Yeah. And if we're not careful, what happens is they, they use the porch as their walk with God and they never actually develop one for themselves on their own. Yeah, that's and the I extent think, of it is the once a week thing. And you talked about it earlier with David Goggins thing about, you know, you're not going to try to go out here and live David Goggins life just because he inspired you. Yeah. You know, but if you don't know who you are, if you don't have any identity, you will do that because you don't know how who you are in yourself. You don't see your own worth. You don't see your own value. You have no honor for yourself. You can only honor those around you who seem impressive, you know? And so it's like to, to that young guy who's like working a job and doesn't feel any purpose in it. It's like, there's so much to be unearthed in you to find out who you actually are and the things you actually love and want and want to do. And the job you're working is not necessarily apart from that. Uh, like the thing you're doing right now is not necessarily off track. You just, you know, it's. No, that goes it's back a greater... to stewardship of, the, of yeah. what we talked about last week. If you steward what's in front of you right now, even if you hate it, dude, my dad, I can like vividly remember my dad, my whole life has said, I do things every day that I don't want to do. Dude, mm. that like that will ring in my ears forever. And that is a perfect quality example to this subject that we're talking about right here of the fact of boys or mm. young girls do do things that they want to do because the emotions attached to it. You have the freedom to do what you want to do when you're a kid. What do you want to eat? I want McDonald's. So your parents take you to McDonald's. Mm. Wow. When you actually mature, you got to do crap that you don't want to do. Yeah, that's a part of being an adult. That's a part of being a yep. man or a woman. But specifically being a man, you're going to have to do yep. things that you don't want to do because there's a means yep. to an end. If yep. you want the greater purpose, if you're just doing things that you want to do, your life's going to suck. And it yep. doesn't have – it's not going to advance because no. that's childish. It's going to stay in a childish state. Yeah. But if you want Dang. that thing to grow, whether that's your career or your personal life or anything, you got to start doing stuff you don't want to do. And that's a lifestyle. You have to so be okay back with to that. your that's sacrifice. Yeah. So Go back ahead. to what you asked me about a practical thing. I'd say that would be a practical thing. 
Like, identify the fact that you don't like work. If you're this kid, this person that's working a job and you don't know what your purpose is, you need to identify your the immature mindset you have, first of all, is that you don't like to work and you feel like you should get to do something that you enjoy and it doesn't revolve, it doesn't involve you having to suffer a little or it ain't going to cost you anything. Like you were short, you're short, you are shortchanging your own self of honor. Again, here we go. But for real, it is an honorable thing to work for something that sucks. Because it, you know that you it are, develops. but if you don't have purpose, it develops you. But it's like, if you've never been taught that, if you've never been taught that, like, to earn something, you're going to have to work for it. And it's going to suck sometimes. And, and you're not going to find the most perfect, like, the, I, and you see this in, like, in, like, spiritual cultures of the church. Like, people, when I say spiritual, I just mean people that believe in the miraculous, uh, provision of the Lord and things like that, which I totally believe in. I've seen God do it in my own life, but that is not, if you think that God's going to do that for you and that's what he wants for you, like God is the one who wrote fatherhood and motherhood. He's the, he's the author of it. He knows that to teach his kids the best way is that they would actually develop into it. Not that he hand it to them because when he hands you something, You've never went the journey of actually learning it. You've never learned what it means to earn it for the sake of like you value it more. Think yeah, about the people who win the lottery. If it's, handed to you. it's unappreciated. It's it's like people who win the lottery. They get millions of dollars in an instant and they blow it and end up more worse off than they were when they got it because they never earned that. Yeah. And like your heart has to go through this process of growth and change and forming. And you denying your flesh and you denying yourself and you actually maturing and making a, adult decisions that say, this is hard right now, but I know I need to do this for where I want to go. Or this is hard right now because I know I'm worth it. I'm worth it. And so is God for me to earn something and know that, you know what, I may not be able to afford more than this two-bedroom apartment right now but by god i earned this two-bedroom apartment you know i worked and i and i actually achieved this on my by my own uh, yes to work and not depend on someone else to do it for me because i'm a unique creation by god you know so for if you're if you're like if you've got the job but lack purpose Trust God and ask the Lord to show you vision, to reveal to you your heart. Get alone with God mm. and ask him to show you your heart and say, God, what's actually in here? Like, what do I actually enjoy? Uh, my boss had me do this thing that has shaken me up so much. He said, sit down for 30 minutes and just write for 30 minutes straight. Time yourself. If you could do what you wanted to do and build what you wanted to build. Or any what you actually love like write it out for 30 minutes and let your heart just dream yeah. and money money is not a object in this equation or this and it's like that you're talking about you'd be surprised yeah you'd be surprised right. you'd be surprised what comes out of you and a lot of, and like, you know, there's people though that are like don't know what it is to dream or they don't even know what it is they don't even have dreams or you know and i think honestly i think religion has religion has stolen that from a lot of people 
And a lot of people only know, like a lot of people only know how to uh, walk the aisle, pray the prayer, do church on Sunday, don't do bad things. And therefore they don't live in a state of revelation of God. And therefore when, when you live in the revelation, the flow of the, of the Lord in that way, like he's always revealing to you vision and for think and and then when you get that vision you write that vision down and you work towards it because it's a vision that's going to meet with your heart and it's like uh if you live if religion is all you've ever known then you only think that the only thing you can do with god is you know not cuss and not drink or whatever um yeah. but like i It takes it takes willingness to work, willingness to do hard things, but also surrendering to the Lord and letting God reveal to you and surrounding yourself with men and women of God that that can help you uh, walk in your purpose in him first. Let him do the work in your heart. If you're a kid who loves the Lord, but you're working a job and you don't feel purpose on it, then you need intimacy with Jesus first. Don't yeah. quit working. Don't think hard work and, and, and earning a living is a bad thing. That is not a bad thing. And don't think God's not no. moving in your life because he's not just handed every dream or every son. You've got someone, you got some big spiritual calling. You know, you've got some big spiritual calling, so you shouldn't have to work for nothing. I'm just waiting for somebody to hire me at their church to be this minister person because I've got so much good things to say and do. Yeah, And it's like, Okay, first of all, God has more for you than that. And the people that are doing that, God's already got them in those positions. You know, and it's like, I don't know, there's just so many, there's so many things that are not right that have come from the church that have like formed these false things in the minds of young people to think this is what this life should look like with God. And it's so false. And and it it leaves them, it leaves them with nothing. They have no idea how to do life on this earth because they are sitting around waiting for something to just drop out of the sky from God. That is not even uh, my AirPod. Yeah, there's even outside the church. There's still examples of all of this. I mean, yeah, yeah, look yeah. Look at culture right now. I mean, culture is the epitome of. I do what I want. Call me what I want to be called. Um, just expect me everything. Out. Yes, of all kinds. It don't even have to be financial. They just want things. Give yeah. me this job because I'm fill in the blank. That's bullcrap. That that has never worked in any society ever as long as the mm-hmm. earth has existed. And. I mean, I listened to a thing by T.D. Jakes the other day. Even Landon's talked about reading Joshua recently. Joshua mm. Joshua is the epitome of this. And if yeah. you haven't read it, it's what you need to dive into because that is mm. a life that truly fought for what it had been given. There are things out there in this life that are for you that it's going to take effort. And people just sit around and think that it's just going to come to them. I yes, God said it's it's for you, a hundred percent. 
but he did not say it's just coming to you mm-hmm. willy-nilly with no kind of effort. You've got to take steps and do stuff. Yeah. And I don't care. Mm-hmm. I don't care what that looks like. Effort. Effort takes a lot of different shapes because people's yeah. walks are so different. Maybe your yeah. spiritual life is great, but maybe your job sucks and you want to try to build a career. Start doing that. But maybe your career is fantastic, but you're freaking empty as crap, and you have no walk with the Lord, and you're like, what should I do? Start building something with the Lord. Yeah. Like, there's so many different avenues that this takes place. Mm. So. Back to you, I mean, you know, about, about Joshua, like what Caleb was saying. Joshua had a calling. He, he was, the Lord said, Joshua, I've given you the same anointing as Moses. And, and you don't have to worry about proving that to nobody. I'll make it known. But everything that you have, the anoint, because you have this anointing, you're going to have to go battle all these people and win these battles and take hold of, of Canaan. That looks like a lot of work. And a lot of stuff that he didn't want to do, or not not he didn't want to do, but just stuff that wasn't easy and it wasn't it wasn't comfortable. And if you're looking for a life that feels good, that's comfortable, then you're you're doing a life that's void of purpose. Because if anything's worth anything and it's got real purpose on it, it's gonna take work to build it. Yup. And oh. a life so without like, purpose is not a life worth living. Like it, it sucks. It's no it's fun. It's not. If you're giving, if you're given everything and it's just easy to you, then it's invaluable. Somebody can come and take that because yeah. you didn't earn it. It can yeah. disappear it's just like, as fast as it appeared. But if you like, truly stop. earn that thing and it's yours, there nobody can take that experience, those things mm. from you. It's yours. Well, wow. I mean, there's a bunch of things that, a bunch of things we can pull out of this topic and truly dive into more specifics on. But that's kind of well, the basics for me. Do you have anything else? Yeah, I, yeah. I guess I'm just thinking like here again, my brain. God help him. If you're sitting, like, if you, I was thinking, like, if you, if right now, like, you're, you're living for the next Marvel movie, or you're living to play your PlayStation, or the next fun hangout with your friends, and all these things, and you're well up into your 20s or early 30s, and that is what you're living for. For your next entertaining, unless, for your next entertaining moment. But yet you know that you have not built anything in your life. You don't know how to financially steward your life. And emotionally and internally, you don't even know what's going on in there. Like I encourage you to to pause, to take a pause and look at yourself and ask yourself, what kind of man am I? What kind of woman am I? And ask the Lord to reveal that to you. Because your life will reflect that. 
And if you don't like the answer you get, and you don't like the life that you're, you don't, if you don't like what your life reflects, then it's going to take surrender and dying to that immature mindset and those immature emotions and the immature state of your soul and allowing God uh, to change you, for one, in your heart, but also for you to start living for what your life is going to release and not living for what will make you feel good next. You know, uh, Corey Russell said, talks about how David declared war on comfort. And I think that's what this generation needs to do. We must declare war on a comfortable lifestyle because it's only going to get more uncomfortable. And you, the Lord is worthy of it for one. First and foremost, Jesus is worthy of a life of sacrifice. Two, you're worth it. You're worth it. You're worth more than doing everything that makes you feel good versus building something with purpose on it that is that your life that's going to speak of the quality and the integrity of your life when you build it. Yeah. And no, not everyone's called to build some big thing, but I do believe we are we are called to steward whole lives that the full scope of our lives speak of integrity, maturity, honor, and and quality that comes from the Lord and comes from the, the quality of person that we are. And we cannot do that by still trying to live for the same shallow, fleeting, entertaining things we live for when we were teenagers or 21-year-olds or whatever. And it's time to lay, lay those things to rest. Let the Lord heal those parts of your heart that you still find yourself living from. It's like, if the most highlight in your life is the next Marvel release, then I'm sorry to tell you, you're not living with the purpose. You're not a, that's not a purpose-driven life. That isn't an entertainment-driven life. That is a numbing life. Let me escape this life and go watch some fantasy thing that has more for you. And this is no, this is not me knocking Marvel. It is what it is. I've loved them. I've watched them. They're yeah, cool. I was about to say, but I've, honestly, right. I've grown tired of them. But I've grown tired of them because I, I want more. I'm tired of escaping to some superhero thing. And if and look, look, there are men and women who watch these movies, love them, and they're actually these are they're they're hardworking individuals out here doing the dang thing and and building a life. It's awesome. But I'm not talking to those people, obviously. It's I'm talking to the, to the ones who are, of... yeah. Um, and I honestly think there's more to be said on this later. Um, but for now, you know, you owe it to the Lord and you owe it to yourself. And that's, this is my last thing on it. Just ask yourself, like, ask yourself, what type of man am I? Because I honestly, there's a lot of young guys that have come through the porch. And I guarantee you, until they came, they never had once even thought or cared about what type of man they were. They were only living as boys, waiting for the next experience to be fun. And we can't actually be big men and women of God that change this world and bring in the kingdom if we're living off of that. And, And not only that, but like, we were made for more than that. So, yeah, I mean... I just, there's just, there's a lot of people that need freedom in this area. 
and uh yeah do not do not limit yourself to the life that you are in right now because the lord that we are made in the image of is a creative god you are actually made to create something of your life Hmm. like to reproduce that thing that he produced you to be you're supposed to recreate that in whatever shape that looks like but to say i'm not i'm not creative or whatever you just haven't discovered it yet you are creative in your own particular way i mean i'll be the first to say i'm the least imaginative person out there i'm so freaking literal it's not even funny but (laughs) there are certain things of me that I get to express my creativity through that don't necessarily look yep. like an imaginary side. So do not limit that. When those words come up, you automatically associate them with something. And I mean, I think society's done a bad job of like always coloring the lines, always do mm-hmm. these, that, these certain things. Dude, freaking express how you were meant to express for yourself. And just because yeah. you can't see it yet, don't give up on it. Try new it's like things. don't let someone else do that to you either. You yep. know, it's oh, like yeah. screw them. If they say something to you about that and try to trap you down and tell you that you're not creative or you're not this or not that, let that fuel you to say, watch and see. Like, what, what, let me show you what I can. You know, and like, don't do it to shut it to prove anything to them because you don't need their approval for one. But just don't let that stuff beat you down either. Like, know who you are in the Lord, and know that like. Like, I want to go, I don't know, start, I want to make my own shoes, you know, and, and, and start and build a business of selling, selling tennis shoes or something like that. Well, then do what you've got to do and work hard to do that and do it with a heart full of Jesus and a mind full of creativity and wisdom in that area and surround yourself with people who are more wiser than you are and that you trust more than you do, you're more than you trust yourself. But it's like, yeah, yeah. Don't let don't let anything that other people say. If you are, if the Lord starts moving you in this direction, and you feel this immaturity break off of you, and you start taking steps in areas that people around you have never seen you take steps towards, and they don't know what to do with it because you're living and acting and thinking and talking differently than you ever have. <laughs> That's been my last ten years of life. Like. You just got to ignore them and say, look, this is where my ship's headed. If you want to be in my life, you either be on the ship or be off or, and go with me or get off the ship. But yeah, just don't let people silence what God's already doing and what you know is right. Cause it can happen. Absolutely. So I believe that's all we're going to talk about today. Thank y'all for yep. joining in the episode this week. Uh, a lot of good stuff. I'd say the biggest thing is self-reflection off of this. Uh, yeah. Definitely think about if something we said hits you, you ain't got to talk about it to somebody. You can literally think about this yourself, take it to the Lord. Yeah. If you feel led, talk to somebody about it. But I think some of these, you just have to admit it for yourself. And that's yeah. when the next step starts. It doesn't look like something big. It's just actually admitting where you're at. So we just want to encourage y'all take whatever that next step looks like for you. And we'll have something good to talk about next week on the next episode. So (laughs) stay tuned. Be looking out for us and see y'all later.